You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 407 of Podcateers. This week we wonder what exactly is happening with the Morbius critic score. Was it just a bad comedy act? Andrew gives us spoilers for a movie that he's never seen before. We decide that Pizza Planet needs a commercial. A new show featuring Bob Gurr is coming to the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana, California. The Muppets are coming to Holy Moly. Encanto is getting featured at Disneyland in a really fun way. Plus, we talk Moon Knight Episode 1. There are spoilers, so if you haven't seen the episode yet, please come back when you do. Or if you don't care, then listen away. We'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we talked about in this episode. You can join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. But we'd love it if you join us over on our Discord server. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com 407 and click on the Discord logo. Or you can click on the link pinned in our IG stories. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, or as we call them, our podcast, Fairy Godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out Podcateers fgp and as always a super special thank you goes out to the fgp squad for their continued support all right so we are going to get this episode started and if this is your first time hanging out with us we hope that you like the episode and that you come back for more and of course if you've been hanging with us for some time now welcome back friends here is episode 407 of podcateers Probably the closest we've ever gotten to that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was good. good. It did sound good. <laughs> have, have you ever seen like the the TikTok or Instagram reel videos that people are posting where it's like, okay, it's a trust exercise. Close your eyes, and we're gonna swing uh, at you. And if we slap you, it's because we're not in sync. No. No. <laughs> Well, that there's, sounds like violence. The, it, no, it is. It, it is like brothers and sisters. Like an and excuse like to just slap somebody. It it's probably like is. Pushed. I hated so, that. So there's two. Aww. There's there's two of these. There's either the one where you're supposed to dodge the slap or something, and then they have one where there's a water bottle hanging from a rope, and oh, they the start bottle. like swinging it, and you're nope. supposed to like dodge it with your eyes closed or while you're blindfolded and stuff. And, you know, some of them, I think, do really well. And there's others that obviously become highlight reels and get thrown around the Internet, you know. So, yeah, it's I a thing. with the water bottle every time. Every Not every water time. water bottle effect. Not every time, but it happens. Why did we start talking about this? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, because we're all know. in sync. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we would not get hit. That's can. the point. We would not get hit, and we would not get hit by the water bottle because we are in sync. Boom. Nailed bye, it. Bye, bye. Full circle. <laughs> that was a really long way to say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hola. 
<laughs> Welcome to our show. <laughs> yeah. So there's um there's movie stuff going on. You know, uh, I, I do want to talk a little bit about Morbius because obviously that movie just recently came out. But I do want to share that I don't know if any of you have seen it or if anybody listening has uh, had an opportunity to watch it yet. But one, Free Guy. Free Guy, great. Saw it several weeks ago. Really fun story. Pretty fun movie. I really, really enjoyed it. But also The Atom Project on Netflix mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. Like, I, okay, I mean, I kind of knew a little bit about it. I knew that it was going to involve some kind of time travel. But the way that they told the story, the kid in the story that they used, it was pretty good. Yeah, you hit it right there. The story is just, it is time travel, but you're like, wait, how is this going to happen? And then they show how it works in this situation. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm trying not to put as much, but it's such a unique story because with time travel, I guess I could say you're the general rule is you're not supposed to mess with anything. And that, mm-hmm. that's across the board. But they found a way to work with it. And it's really cool. Now, the kid, oh my gosh, it. I'm sure he was directed to act a certain way because he's on it. He is so good. Do we want to say? No. Let's just say he does his part very, very, very well. And when you see the movie, you're going to be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then when you see the little bits of the charm come out, it's just magic. Like, mm-hmm. Dang, they did really good with casting. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a really fun movie. Yeah. So I, I haven't think... seen it. I bet, But I was going to say, I haven't seen it, but I can give spoilers if you want. I can make up some spoilers if we want to just give some spoilers. Oh, yeah. But... Do that. Do yeah. That. Okay. So uh, there's Ryan Reynolds and a kid and a lady, and they're in a Jeep. And they're, uh, they drive through the forest and hit a Terminator. You know, you remember Terminator? Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, yeah. he's in a Terminator. So, so far, he, 100% he, correct. Yep. He comes out and he says... I was going to do an Arnold impression, but I can't. So he comes and he uh, he's like, I'm trying to find my son. And that's what Arnold sounds like at all. But he's trying to find his son. And so uh, they he gets in the Jeep with them and they go driving and trying to find Arnold's son, who also had time traveled into the year 2040 is where this movie takes place. You don't know that at the beginning, but it, it, it kind of comes to fruition later i'll just it's in the first seven minutes so it's okay to talk about it's okay and so they're driving down the jeep and they they're you know going through the desert and the forest and the the snow and everything it's like a big road trip every terrain yeah yeah. every train there's no come on that's ridiculous hazen come on this is a (laughs) this is not a star wars movie this is a netflix original directed by ryan reynolds how would there be ewoks come on get serious here now. so okay keep going sorry okay so (laughs) <laughs> they finally get to Italy, of course. Okay. They drove to yeah. Italy uh, because the oceans are dried up by now, so they're able to, dry to it, drive to Italy. And uh-huh. they yeah. find uh, uh, the Terminator's son, who turns out to be, everybody knows, say it together, the Benedict Wong. 
Benedict Wong is oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's oh, not son. Not the Terminator. Got no, it. not the okay. okay. And so he's there. Grogu. And Grogu. Yes, that's it. That's his character name. But okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> no relation to the Mandalorian at all. Oh. And so um, after he finds his son, they team up and they they form like a. Um, what's that? Uh, what's that thing like in Power Rangers when they all lock together? And they form one of those, like a like a oh the Megazord, yeah, like a yeah. Megazord. They okay. <laughs> so it's like twice as as Terminator, and then um they go and they kill everybody, and it's the end. I'm just kidding. That's not what happens. It got I don't a know. I mean, end. I feel it like sure um, out of everything that you said, you nailed like 98 percent of it. And then Samuel L. Jackson's in there too, and oh. he starts yelling about the he, snakes. That was the funniest plays, part. He plays Santa. No, he's casting. one of Santa's helpers. No, it's see, they Santa. want you to think he's Santa. Santa L. Jackson. Well, see, now I'm giving too much away. Oh, no. Now I'm giving too much away. Yeah. So those are the spoilers Not for what was the, the movie called again? The Adam Project. The, the Adam Project that I've totally, definitely seen. Oh, and um, yeah, so tell all your friends that it's about uh, Terminator Grogu and uh, Megazord. Nice. That's you know what? Nailed it. This is the start of a new little segment, and it's going to be Andrew tells movies in the most wrong way. <laughs> this is actually the reason I brought this up was I used to do this in college all the time. People would just say I, I would explain a movie that I've never seen and or like I've just seen the trailer for. So that I I've, have some experience doing that um, a little rusty. But, yeah, we can make it a regular segment if, if we if we run out of, you know, stuff to talk about on an episode, I'll explain a movie. Nice. Well, again, you nailed about 98 percent of it, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you must be clairvoyant. Pretty close. But I think Mel no, kind of nailed it with what much. she said earlier, that it's a unique way to tell about time travel. And the way that they found to work around what seemingly everyone else has set up as the barriers about why you shouldn't, why you should, how to protect the future and the past and everything, they did a really good job in telling it this uh, in this story. So if you haven't seen it, The Atom Project, definitely recommend it. And uh, I mean, it's like people are, are kind of happy that uh, Sean Levy, is the director of both Free Guy and The Atom Project. And people are kind of psyched that he's coming back to direct Ryan Reynolds a third time in Deadpool 3. So I, I don't know if that's like like a well-known hat trick in the movie industry where people are like, oh, wow, he's doing three times with the same lead actor. I don't know if they have a name for that. But people are pretty happy about the fact that Sean Levy's coming back for Deadpool 3. I'll take it. I mean, there's Tim Burton. It's like, bring you know him and everybody else. Oof. All the movies. So, yeah. That's true, huh? Tim Burton always has like the same leading five or six people in his films. Yep. A lot of people do you know that they just have their Christopher co- Nolan effect. Yeah, yep. they have their company of yeah. actors that they just like they trust and they it just know works. how to direct and they know how to work with. It's uh Ryan yeah. Murphy does that a bit too. Oh yeah, right. Oh Murphy. yeah. Who's Charlie who's Nolan's Murphy. crew? Christopher Nolan, uh he always goes back to using well, if he can't get the uh, on Tangerine, 
He always gets <laughs> back to what I forget the guy's name, the the butler. Or Michael Caine's been in Michael like three Kane. or four Nolan uh, movies. Uh, Chris, Christian Bale's been in a few. The girl uh, that from Inception, he uses her a bit too. The one that plays Maul, I forget her name, but she he's used that actor too. Okay, so I think yeah, he goes back to the well a little bit. Justin Gordon Lovett, I think, is in a couple of movies. Yeah, he yeah. was in in uh, Inception and uh, the Dark Knight Rises and. So I think he kind of goes back to the well. Uh, there was a one okay. where he was like a French guy. That's Joseph right. Gordon-Levitt. That was mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. I'm making stuff up. I think I might be getting movies confused together. Me too. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Conflated. Well, I'll tell you this much: anyway. if I ever directed a film, you would always be a part of all of my films. Oh, that's oh, so cool. sweet. Set you know, yeah, leading craft, right. yeah, craft services, <laughs> and <laughs> security, <laughs> everything. <laughs> PA, unpaid intern. That guy that holds the holds the boom mic. <laughs> Um, was it called Grips, Larry? Come on. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to put it in people's face. I'm pretty face. sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, so since we're talking about movies and the maybe Marvel slash not Marvel tie-in, uh, Morbius. Has anybody watched Morbius yet? No. No. N- no. Uh, yeah. Okay, I don't know if any of you have heard anything about it yet, but... I'm understanding from what I've read so far that Sony may have pulled a little bit of a bait and switch with people that went to watch it because in their trailers and in the promo stuff that was out, it involved a lot of Spider-Man imagery. There was some um, like things tagged on the wall that said like, you like murderer and stuff like that with Spider-Man. And so there was seemingly this link to to a Spider-Man, and most people thought that it was going to be Tom Holland's Spider-Man because of what ended up happening like at the end of No Way Home. But it sounds like they took a lot of that out of the film and that there's no connection now to anything. Uh, I, I, no, that's not true. Uh, I think there is a Venom connection in the film, like something that was originally in the trailer. However, it was relegated to the end credits, I believe. Yeah, I think I read something about there's like a, the spoilers ahead if you want to watch Morbius. Something in the end credits where like they go to prison, you know, go to a prison and, you know, um, you, like uh, Michael Keaton's there. And um, I think, you know, that's where you get the cameos from the other, like, people that you might see to kind of tie it into Spider-Man if they wanted to, like, if Marvel wanted to be like, oh, yeah, here we go, pull it in. But, you know, it kind of gives them that leeway to do it either way. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's tons of films that will do this, right? That in in the process of trying to promote a film – they'll show you things in the trailer that sometimes don't make it into the final cut. And sometimes you have to watch like an extended version of the film or they decide that in order for the story to, you know, play out a little bit better and it doesn't like give away the plot or anything like 15 minutes in, they decide to take a few things out and they're, you know, they end up on like uh, special features or something or deleted scenes when you buy the Blu-ray or whatever the case is. Right. 
Mm-hmm. But this, I don't, I don't know. I ha- I don't know enough about the situation, which is why I was hoping that somebody had read about it or seen the film. Because if what people are saying is true, that's just I, like this kind of shady, right? That they would promise you a bunch of connections to the MCU, or did they start and then like in the end, Marvel's like, yeah, we don't want to be a part of this. It seems weird to me. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, I mean, it's really, uh, you know, kind of bait and switch kind of thing, I guess. But uh, I just looked up on Rotten Tomatoes and it has a, from the critics, a 16%. um, So very, very low. But from the audience score, it has a 70%. So, you know, take that as you will. Um, Yeah. not critics don't know everything, but then then again, you know, this movie just not might not be for you either. Seventy percent's you know not horrible on Rotten Tomatoes for a a movie like this. So, um, let's see what other movies are out right now. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog has two has a sixty five percent from critics. So, um, there's something. Apparently, the second Sonic is better than the first one. Well, because it's got tails. It no. looks better. And Knuckles. <laughs> I mean, it looks fun. And Knuckles. Yeah. It's one of the films I'm looking forward to seeing. I was going to say, um, I I don't want to be like so, so negative, but I haven't heard, gosh, it's just, it's crazy to hear that because what I was hearing was it didn't, it wasn't as gory, but it had some laughs in it. And I'm like, whoa, that's different. Um, I didn't expect that. I don't know what to expect from this film, but I'm just curious because now that I've heard what you guys were saying, I wonder how the scores are compared to Eternals. Because that was received whew, oh, real I badly. Tell you. And I, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen anyone put the two together. So that's what I'm just curious. Like, So Morbius has a 16% from critics. Uh, Eternals has a 47 from critics. Um... Morbius has a 70 from audience. Eternals has a 78 from audience. So oh, that's, wow. that's trippy. I think you're on something, Melissa. That's 70%. Yeah, oh. that's trippy. Huh. Oh. I, I mean, who knows? We'll it. see when I watch it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have yet to see it, but uh, I'm a pretty big Jared Leto fan. So I'm just going to go with... Hopefully it's good because I like the roles he plays in, and that's calling back to his thirty seconds to Mars days, like him playing in that band. <laughs> but there's not a lot of actors could, there's not a lot of musicians that could go to actors. Like, right, it's, just, it's a weird thing to do, but he's done pretty good in his other roles. But uh, we saw him, you know, as a Joker, and some people had things about that too. They're like, "Yeah, it was good, but it wasn't great" because he didn't get a lot of time on that one. But um, he also, side note, turn it back to Disney, he's trying to bring back Tron, which how could you not love a guy who's trying to bring back Tron? Right. So that, that's why I'm hoping Morbius is good, too. Was the Joker in Birds of Prey? No. No. I don't no, think, think so. so. Huh, interesting. I could yeah. be wrong. I could be completely wrong. I'm going to double check right now. Birds of Prey. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I had not heard that people said there was laughs in Morbius. I just I I can't imagine what that would be like. Like he's on stage and he's like, "Who are these villagers that have these wooden stakes? And where do they find the time to come after me?" Morbius is Jerry Seinfeld. He might be. Wow. He just does a, does a does a 
tight 15 minute set in the middle of the show, of the that, movie. That might be where the laughs are coming from. Who knows? Yeah, they're just know. like real quick. They're just gonna cut aside, and he's gonna pick up a you know pick up a mic and stand in front of a brick wall. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess once we finally watch it, um, or one of us watches it, I don't know. If, you know, <laughs> we, we can report back, it. and we can you know we can see how how it actually was, and we'll see if it deserves the critic score that it has because 17% is pretty freaking low. That's crazy. Yeah. Especially if there's such a big, you know, uh, span between the the regular audience one too. Like it almost yeah. feels like they like they got the, the critics angry and they were like, oh yeah, we'll show you. Maybe. So oh, They're awesome. like, oh yeah, we hate critics in the movie. They're just like, movie critics are awful. And everybody's like, <laughs> I mean, who are these movie critics and what are they saying about our film? <laughs> that was the stand-up. Nope. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> what were you saying, Mel? Oh, that the Joker did yeah. not come out of that movie. Oh, he didn't Birds come of out of it. No. Okay. He wasn't in it at all. Okay. All right. He well, wasn't, wasn't damaged in that movie. So here's what we'll do. We'll put the question out to everyone listening. If you've had an opportunity yeah. to watch Morbius... Let us know how it was, because there seems to be a huge discrepancy between the critic score and the audience score. And, you know, you usually expect it to be 15, 20 points off. But come on, man, like 60 points off. That's insane. That's a huge dip for a critic score. So, um you know, you can join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, but we'd love for you to join us over on Discord. If you haven't had an opportunity to join us, you can hit the link in our pinned Instagram story and we can talk about it there. We're curious to know how good or how bad Morbius was. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And who's your favorite uh, musician actor to piggyback on Larry's thing is it is it Jared Leto is it Marky Mark is it Kira Knightley is it, is it Lady Gaga is it uh, Shaq I mean yeah. anybody yeah everybody forgets Shaq is a musician and, mm-hmm. a, and a basketball player and an actor and an entrepreneur come on people come it's on. Shaq Kazam no. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> look, if, if Elvis ever... was an actor and a musician, I've looked up a bunch of uh, actor musicians. <laughs> That's a good one. On Elvis. Google, Jared Leto's like thirtieth on the list. <laughs> if you ask TikTok, okay, Shazam did not exist. No, Kazam. Oh, Kazam. Got it. Right. Shazam, Shazam is is Chuck, right? That's the ch- yes, but they mm-hmm. were saying Shazam the 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 genie. Uh, yeah, they're saying the Mandela effect thing yes. is was um, Sinbad, oh, the comedian, Sinbad. played right. played Shazam a genie. But there's a Shaq, yeah, there's a Shaq movie Kazam. I mean, anyway. there it's it's Shaq in a movie. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Hey everybody, I'm Shaq. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> All right, I think we should move on. <laughs> better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. <laughs> Can't wait to have the shack. What's it called? That pizza? Shackaroni. The Shackaroni. I, <laughs> I bet you that's what it is. Shackaroni and cheese. I can't. <laughs> you know what? You know what a Quizneyland needs? It needs um, a Pizza Planet pizza commercial. But by Shack. By Shack. Come on, come on down to Pizza Planet. <laughs> <laughs> we got video games. And we got. We got little games. aliens coming out little of the machine. <laughs> 
we got the claw. Woody running around. We got a yellow truck, and it doesn't work very good. <laughs> we got a shakaroni. Uh, all right. Well, since we're talking about films, we should cap it off with this: that on the day that this episode releases, uh, tickets will go on pre-sale for Multiverse of Madness. So, if that is a film that you have been looking forward to the way that we have, that is the day. Uh, what theaters are going to be doing pre-sale? Everything? Do we know? I believe so. It All just right. it just said tickets go on sale that day. Well, there you go. If you were anticipating getting your tickets, then would be the time. Tickets coming soon on Fandango. Fandango! Yeah. Hashtag not sponsored. They didn't give me a date, so. I'm a, wow. Yeah. So we're ahead of Fandango right now? Fandango! <laughs> I don't know. I All don't right. Think that was the Fandango song. I don't, I don't know. think it is that's either, that. but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It can be now. It can totally. <laughs> so uh, I don't know where to take this because there's two fun other things that are going to be happening soon. So let's go with Eeny Meeny Miny Mo. Bob Gurr is coming to the Bowers Museum. Yeah. So Bob Gurr is going to be part of a thing at the Bowers Museum. It's called Building Disneyland, an evening with the legendary Bob Gurr. It's going to be happening on May 7th. Uh, Bowers Museum is located in Santa Ana, California. Uh, if you're interested, we'll put a link in the blog post for the episode. Soft it's over at Fandom Productions. But I have to tell you, man, I've had an opportunity to be a part of several things that Bob is a part of. There's tons of stories that I've had an opportunity to hear. He's been to a couple of our art walks, as a matter of fact. He was a guest as uh, a part of the art walk, which was great. The entire evening is going to be hosted by Imagineer or former Imagineer and historian Tom Morris. Tom is also super knowledgeable. He's a, a fun follow. Uh, I follow him on Twitter, which is where he's most active. I, I I tend to never post on Twitter, but I tend to follow things on Twitter, and I tend yeah. to follow people on Twitter. So I, you know, kind of hear the buzz and the chatter. But this is, uh, it, it seems like it's going to be a really fun event. Tickets are forty nine dollars, and I, it looks like the doors open at five thirty. I hope I get an opportunity to go. I'm pretty excited, though, because I don't know if you guys remember, but last year they did an evening with Bob Gurr up in Canada, and they recorded it. There was like a Kickstarter thing that they ended up doing, and you had the opportunity to be like uh, like a producer and all that stuff for as part of the Kickstarter. So we, you know, kicked down a little bit on the Kickstarter as well, so... Uh, we're going to be listed as part of uh, the producers through Kickstarter for the project. It was an evening with Disney legend Imagineer Bob Gurr. Uh, it looks like because of everything that happened with the pandemic, things had slowed down and trying to get things fulfilled and you know, trying to get Bob uh, all of the stuff that he was going to sign because there was a lot of things that you could get as, as uh, a backer for the project, like signed posters and all sorts of stuff like that. So I got a, a couple of updates recently. Uh, that looks like things are finally moving forward. The last update was from about a week ago where Bob was signing a bunch of stuff that were part of the stretch goals. And like the pins and everything that were a part of it are supposed to be going out by the end of this month. So nice. Yay. I'm pretty excited yeah. to finally be getting cool. that one. Uh, yeah. So details for the Building Disneyland 
uh, thing that's going to be happening at the Bowers Museum, uh, head on over to podcuteers.com slash 407 if you're interested in finding out more information about that. Let's kind of take a, a hard right turn into this one because this is super fun. And uh, Andrew, you brought up that one of my favorite shows is also going to be bringing on some very special guests that I happen to enjoy a lot as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that, please? Um, yeah, I don't. I think Melissa is the one who brought it up originally, but to me, but. I will definitely talk about it because the Muppets are coming to Holy Moly. Yay! The Muppets, you know, yeah, you know him, Kermit and Miss Piggy and I don't know, New Zealand, Spanky and, and Alfalfa. What? Yeah, that's no, that's the little Ralph rascals. Potsy. That's uh, Happy Days. Bart, Lisa, Milhouse, Simpsons. Wait, what? Right, I'll let you keep talking then. You seem okay? To have a so handle yeah, on it. you know, Rizzle and Rizzle. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. his new name, Rizzle. It's contagious. <laughs> Hello, welcome to my park. Um, and the Muppets, you know, you know them, you love them, you can't get enough Muppets. Uh, coming to Holy Moly this season, it's their fourth season on ABC. I think it's a summer show, uh, mini golf competition. It's kind of like a, if you haven't seen, it's like a mix between mini golf and like Wipeout. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um you got to, like, yeah, mini golf and then run through obstacles. Um, so, yeah, Muppets are going to be guest hosting or guest commentating. It's got Rob Riggle and Joe Testator, um, produced by a um, uh, basketball player guy. I forgot his Steph name. Curry. Steph, Steph Curry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Curry. They call, use his full name on, on the thing. Um, yeah. And uh, so it looks like it's premiering May 3rd on uh, ABC. So hopefully they trot out some uh, lesser used Muppets or maybe we get some teasers for the new Muppet, uh, you know, projects that are in the works because that would be uh, good for me. For all of us. For everyone. Yep. It would make the world a better place. I think they should get, like, instead of just get rid of Rob Briggle and the other guy and put in Statler and Waldorf. Yes. And make just be <gasps> <laughs> if that doesn't happen, that is a lost opportunity. Yeah. Yep, it is. Did you see that shot? He's totally <laughs> horrible. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, look at the guy in the goofy mask. Goofy mask? That's his face. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry, lady. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's the Muppet Vision 3D. You know, if we want to do another segment, there's another one. We watch things and we comment as Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf. There we oh, go. Oh, yeah. You sound like great uh, FGP Patreon uh, goals for, for Patreon. You want us to get us a little Put it on silly. the list. Put it there on the list. There we go. Andrew reads movie things. Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> Boom. On a post-it now. Hazen. Mel and Andrew, or Mel <laughs> and Larry, have you had an opportunity <laughs> to watch Holy Moly yet? I've seen a few episodes. <laughs> I don't really watch it a lot. So when Andrew said I brought it up, I'm like, wait, I don't watch it. I think you brought up the Muppets. <laughs> uh, the Muppet I thing. I think you told me about it originally. Told us about it originally. But that's okay. <laughs> maybe because it's Muppets <laughs> I don't know somebody brought it up who knows maybe it was Hazen maybe it was me maybe maybe it was Maybelline I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I can't 
all over the place. And it was me <laughs> that bring so up Larry. Because <laughs> I've watched one season of Holy Moly before. I've watched all the seasons of Holy Moly, <laughs> but it was Larry. Because <laughs> I like Rob Riggle. Larry, Larry is Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> We all yeah, have bad memories. It was Larry. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, oh my Just God. a hazy one. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Pepe, I want to see the prawn. And then uh, Miss Piggy has like a little trailer she did where she makes fun of Rob Riggle, accusing him of being a predator. And now you're saying all this. Now I remember like it's yeah. all flooding back. Larry said all of this. It's <laughs> all then, uh, coming back to I can't you. wait to hear Fozzie jokes. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Fozzie puns on all the stuff that I'm thinking that are going to get booed at or kicked out that's what i'm looking forward to i mean i'm sure they're gonna they're gonna have to like put dr teeth electric mayhem because that's the the new series is gonna be you know the doc the electric oh, mayhem series true. so for sure yeah. maybe they'll they'll be the house band or something for holy moly i don't know <laughs> i just want the chickens too yes yeah, <laughs> chickens are great ah they could be an obstacle, maybe. Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah. That would be <laughs> Muppet good. obstacles, Muppet everything. Just how about just the Muppets are playing the mini golf too? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just not? all Muppets. The whole season's just all Muppets. <laughs> Look, I don't think there's gonna be many people that would object to that, but yeah, just more Muppets. Yeah, well, uh, I'm fine. I'm glad we finally got to the bottom of who actually brought it up first. <laughs> It was Larry. So, <laughs> no, I thought it was Maybelline, but it okay. Wasn't Maybelline. It was Larry. <laughs> it was Larry the whole time. It's all weird. <laughs> Larry was born with it. It was a good mystery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's take it over to the parks a little bit because there is a change coming to uh, It's a Small World. Yeah. Before that, though, Hazen, you know we should really talk about. You know who we should talk about, right? Bruno? Yeah, no, not Bruno. We're talking about Bruno later. We should talk about those great, you know, group of listeners that help us support the show. You know them? Remember those guys? Of course Remember I know group? them. They're our fairy godparents. Yeah, those guys. Oh, I, I might have forgot about them. Maybe you should uh, remind me. Well, let me remind everybody. Okay. Our podcast fairy godparents are also known as the FGP Squad. They're a wonderful group of listeners that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. On that page, you will find a list of some of our top contributors, some information on the FGP squad, and a link to our Patreon. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions. But being a part of the FGP squad family gets you some additional perks, like access to our happy hour calls, additional content, random giveaways, and all sorts of other stuff. So... Again, any questions, please feel free to reach out. And to all of the members of the FGP Squad family, we just want to say thank you for your continued support. And our next happy hour call is coming up very soon. So stay tuned to Instagram, Discord, and Patreon for the announcement because it's coming up. We miss you. Yeah. Now we can talk about Bruno. All right. So some stuff is happening in the parks. Mel, do you want to take this one? Yeah, because <laughs> I know this. <laughs> oh, man. oh, my gosh. Yeah, Small World. We're going to see a fun little change, and I'm so excited because I'm going to be able to see this. We're going to see the facade of Small World be casita, and you're going to see tiles react in a way, and we're going to see casita pretty much come to life in front of us. 
And from what I gather, it's not going to be as long as the holidays, you know, when we have the projection for that. But that's okay. I'm okay with this. It's Encanto. I'm sorry if you're over it. I am not. I am excited. I can't it's wait to like talk about month. Bruno. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's not been out that long. No. no Frozen Fever lasted like 11 years, so it's okay. It sure did. It's been like yeah. a month. I tell you what, everybody's, yeah, everybody's love it. I, I just did, Um, I was, I'll say fortunate enough. I don't know if that's the right word or not, or my feelings on it, but I worked a um, middle school, um, elementary school talent show on Friday and ah. uh, of the like, you know, twenty-five acts, like four or five of them were in Kanto. So nice. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you know, people were hula hooping to it and dancing to it, and there was there was a lot more. I didn't know hula hoop was so popular. There was three hula hoop acts in really? this talent show. Just curious wow. how you worked that in. Is you it just gotta be. Is it the balancing song? Is that no, it? I, no, they just I like play the song and then hula hoop to it, and they throw it up in the air and they catch it. Uh, I thought it had like some theme to it, like they're no. making it like a boot. Oh, <laughs> Poor kids, I'm all ripping them. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm sure none of them listened to it. I didn't mention the school or anything. So, um, but yeah, it was. Um, it, it's everywhere. It's it's penetrating everywhere. They were and they were all excited to do it. Everybody's doing dances to. All the music they they one of them was like a remix where they put two of them together. It was a yeah, it's a whole thing. So I'm I'm sure plenty of people are going to be excited to uh, see this uh, projection show. That's and awesome. the coolest thing is that this is actually going to start next Monday, so the 11th. Oh, okay. And it says for a limited time, so I'm guessing by summer, so Memorial Weekend maybe. Probably until they decide to put something else in. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. But I thought, okay, it's a good uh, run for a while. Yeah. yeah. When well, the Main Street Electrical Parade starts a week after that, right? Or like two weeks after, like the twenty uh, second. No, uh, a little more than a week on yeah. the twenty second. Yeah. Yeah, it starts on the twenty second. So considering that it looks like we're gonna have some Encanto characters and like Casita represented on the new Paint the Night, sorry, Main Street Electrical Parade float. Um, I mean, it does make sense that at least for the time that the new version of MSCP is there, that they would have this happening on the It's a Small World facade. Yeah, it gives it a good, like, connection. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I'm looking forward to it. It looks good. Uh, I, I wonder if they're going to do the whole song. Because you said it wasn't going to be as long, right? Right. That's what it says. Like, it's... It's just a small little thing. So it's just about it. They only mention, um, we don't talk about Bruno. So they don't mention any other songs. Mm. So who knows? I mean, it could be like they'll have an intro and we'll see how that goes and maybe an outro. We'll see. <gasps> Hi, I'm Mirabel. But for sure, we'll make sure to like take video. We will report back. Of course. So, yeah. you know what? What would be super cool? You know how they just added her to Frontierland. Mm-hmm. Like, what if maybe they do have her announce it? But what if it's the actual uh, Mirabel that comes out and introduces everything, and they're doing like a thing in front of it's a small world, 
going along with the projections and going along with the Ooh, song and everything. Like a little show. Yeah. That would be cute. Disney? That would be really cute. Where's my check? <laughs> sounds expensive. That <laughs> yeah, sounds expensive. It's okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> five, four passes, five passes. How many passes do we need? Let's see. There's me and like ten. Like two, I was going to say, this story six, was the eight. biggest okay, ten, five. I've had from Disney like in ten years. Because the way I read it was like Encanto, Small World. I was like, what? Was like, Encanto's taking no. over. It's a small world. <laughs> They're demolishing. Like, it's a small world. <laughs> Picture and those like spit takes. In. That was me at lunch. That was like, just spitting oh, no. out. Never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, I read the article and I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> New projection <laughs> show coming to Disneyland Resort is what the title of the article should say. Yes. But tell us how you be... really feel, Larry. <laughs> no, that was no, I just got freaked out. I mean, how do you not get freaked out when you hear that like of the history of Disney it could be you just see the main news line everyone's doing on purpose like I, I wouldn't be so excited if Smart World was being taken right? over by Encanto. That's I'm okay with the facade. Holiday overlay? Thank you. No? Huh? Sure, I guess. Holiday, yeah, holiday overlay. overlay. I mean, I don't think it it would take over full time. But what if they did like a what's the holiday? Like a holiday overlay or something. Like a time holiday overlay, but yeah. Encanto only, right? Yeah, That's what you're saying. like kind of the haunted mansion with right for Christmas, right? Encanto. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But yeah. if you're telling me that main line, I freak out. That's immediately no. Answer. Yeah, no. I can understand that. If yeah, I would. Encanto takes over Pirates of the Caribbean. Jeez, oh, <laughs> what? That... That's why oh, it's my. closed right now. Clickbait article. Make it right now. <laughs> Boom. Do it. Ten Encanto Easter eggs going into its entire <laughs> oh, Caribbean. A wow. <laughs> new segment for the, for the <laughs> fake Easter eggs on attractions. Fake, fake Easter eggs. <laughs> it's it's They're gonna like, be the yo, anti. Ho, yo ho, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> it's the anti armchair Imagineering where we deconstruct yeah. and we add oh fake gosh, Easter eggs to that stuff. You want to happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. Oh, it's funny. That should be our April Fool's episode, but dang, that we're a little good. late on that one next year. Right? Yeah, I Armchair tend to Imagineering, stay, but for bad things. I <laughs> tend to stay off of social media during April Fools because I, you know, I've in the past I've fallen for a few of those things, and I get super excited, and then at the end it's like, what? It's not happening! How dare you? And then really yeah. the only person I'm angry at is myself for falling for it and not realizing that it's April Fool's Day. So my new rule is I just stay off social media on that day. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> you know what? Not a bad rule. Yeah. All right. Well. Let's go from one nighttime show to a different type of night. It's not Batman. Moon Knight. I am Moon Knight. Moon Knight. You know when the moon comes out at night. And the moon hits the sky. Like a big pizza pie. That's, That's a, a moon night. So, Moon Knight. They totally sing that song in Moon Knight. First thoughts on the first episode of Moon Knight. It's a ride. It is a ride, like, from beginning to end. I don't know anything, but it's so, it gets your attention and the way that you're thinking one way and something else happens, you're like, whoa. The way that the story is told is told so differently. That is just, it's so unpredictable. I love it. And it's weird. I love it. It's 
I don't know why I find myself so excited about this one. This one kind of speaks to me a lot more than I have. But again, nothing, I know nothing about it. But it's just, I'm like excited for the next next episode. And yes, I watched it at midnight. Worth it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I wanted to do that, but I, I think I was editing at the time. So I had to oh, wait. That's right. Yeah, I had to mm-hmm. wait, but it's okay. I, I agree with Melissa for sure. It is a ride. Uh, I had no expectations. We were talking about the trailer. We're going to find about a character that may have these split personalities, and that is paying off quick. Um, I think for me, just watching it aesthetically first, when I'm watching it off the bat, I really like how they're playing the character. I, I know it's been done in movies before and other sequences, but I, I haven't seen it myself and this is really cool way to where someone forgets where they are and then bam it jumps right back on like he there's scenes and it's not to spoil it for anyone where he loses his literally his first what he thinks is his identity his first identity and jumps into this ultra identity and you don't see what happens in that and then boom you're right back into his first identity and he's like so lost and the way they do the camera shots and the cgi and some of the acting he did, just playing this off, just trying to depict someone that really doesn't know what's going on with their own body, he did really well with that. And I, just down to not thinking about his voice, you know, himself being like a, a European British actor, but also, you know, like in an ego, we you find out that might not be even his real voice, which is the voice that other people know of his ego. And Ethan Hawke, like, I really hadn't seen Ethan Hawke in anything for a while, except like a scary movie a while back. And, and you know, he's, I've never been like my favorite actor, but man, he's really playing that weird villain actor real well. Just off the bat, I'm like, okay, Marvel. Okay, you, you did your casting job again already. I'm feeling it again. I never thought Ethan Hawke would be in a Marvel movie. That's not our, excuse me, show slash cinematic, whatever you want to call it. So those are my first takes immediately. Yeah, it's got a lot of you got to pay attention to this sucker. You got to be looking in the background. You got to look in those reflections. That's where like half the show is like, oh, that did you see his reflection did this? Did you see that scary thing in the reflection? Do you see this, that in the reflection when they're in the museum? A lot of that stuff's, you know, you got to pay attention. And I'm, I'm sure I missed some of it because well, I started noticing it. And I was like, oh, oh, this, oh, that. Oh, OK, so. You know, and then, well, yeah, then what was, what's the other guy? He's, you know, they all kept calling him, was it Mark? They're like, hey, Mark. I'm like, what'd you call me? <laughs> and he's like, give us back the body. <laughs> <laughs> Just let us do it. And then, it, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, and you really feel for him, too, like, spoilers, um, when he, like, he's all ready and goes to the date and everything. And it's like, you really feel for him in that, where he's, like, all excited to go. And he calls her. He's like, to lose my number and all this stuff. It's, mm. it's, uh, that is a really, tough scene. yeah, you really feel for him there. And, but it does, you know, have the, you know, the lightness too, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, he's just like, I'm Steven and I work at a gift shop. And this, he's like, Steve from the gift shop, give us back the thing and I won't kill you, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so it's, it's got, you know, it's got all kinds of stuff in there. It's got the comedy, it's got the, you know, the, the, yeah pull at your heartstrings it's got the action you know and you're only seeing a little bit of the action like you brought up a lot of it's just like uh you're going from his perspective um and it's like he just kind of jumps from 
from one his consciousness when he has it to the next consciousness so it's like uh you know all this stuff has happened in a couple minutes or whatever time he's missed now i did you brought up the cgi it made me remember a little bit of the what looked like i don't know incomplete cgi i don't know if anybody else noticed scene. that the car scene and the yeah, on the mountain i was like that's a little rough um i don't know if it was they're trying to rush it out they're a little bit behind on the episode or what budgets or whatever but uh a lot of the you know all the character stuff looked great that one car chase that was uh, a <laughs> looked like a like grand grand theft auto or something but, <laughs> yeah um but other than that i mean uh, Besides having, you know, a weird thing happen there, the show's fantastic. I'm excited to see what what comes of uh of Steven of the gift shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you all make some really great points about it. I I feel the same that I didn't really know what to expect other than the fact that in the trailers it looked like it was going to be pretty gory. And surprisingly in the first episode, I feel like they kind of delivered on that. I think there was a lot of moments that, although you don't necessarily see them, you know that it's there, right? The way mm-hmm. that they're depicted yeah. is clearly, you know, it, it's very well shown, I think. It's it's funny that superhero lore is so based on, like, on just general belief systems and... Eternals was really heavy on that. Like I I think I enjoyed Eternals a little bit more than others did, but this seems to be really connected to Eternals in a way that it's like a lot of the lore isn't coming from like alien beings or anything like that or you know cosmic rays or anything. It's rooted in religious beliefs and the traditions of those religious beliefs right so this is really egyptian gods and goddesses and how things were handled when people would pass away and stuff like that and eternals had a lot of that as well so uh it's interesting how it's beginning to fold like how how it's beginning to unfold uh in this series uh i like the aesthetic that they chose for this. Like you said, some of the CGI looks pretty bad, but you could tell that for when it really counted, ah, they spent the money on those shots. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One scene was weird. The rest of it was like flawless. Yeah, when it counted, yeah, they delivered on those. And uh, the the way that they reveal the character, just the way time passes, the whole thing, man. So far, I'm really enjoying it. I was trying to figure out what film it reminds me of, where there's these like weird passings of time. I have like a film in my head, and I just can't put my finger on the name to say it. But there's another film that has like these weird, like points in time where these there's these like shifts in time and I, I i don't know maybe the movie people in the group can help me think of that and if you can't then watch we're gonna stop recording and be like i was this all the time right it yeah, happens I don't know, that, that happens. one lady like <laughs> that one lady at the well i guess it was like a couple minutes and she's just like i don't feel so good mr skark and just dusts away <laughs> now you know that, that <laughs> i mean a little more yeah. gory than that but Yep, that's that was the movie. It was Endgame, <laughs> or uh, yeah, no, uh, Infinity War. 
I'm, I'm, man, I'm excited about what else is coming for this series because in episode one, I didn't know much about Moon Knight, and now he's like one of the most interesting characters in the MCU. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So what do we know so far? Right, he's he's got like you know the the uh, disassociative identity disorder, and now we're like trying to figure out like who is he? Like, oh, there's this like connection to this. Egyptian god and I I want to say I'm not giving anything away because Andrew already threw out the spoiler thing although I yeah, should have said that thing. Again. We both, yeah. sorry I'll put it in the intro that way we know that way we're kind of yeah. covered so yeah there you go yeah people that, know that it's going to eventually be in there but yeah so I mean there there's all these things that are happening and so he's got this like weird connection to Khonsu is that is that what it is the Egyptian god of the moon I believe so. There's several references to like different gods and different entities and stuff like that. And there's like all these like like ways for you to make the connections on top of the fact that I do believe that they speak about not Anubis. Mm-hmm. They do talk about Anubis, right? They talk about mm-hmm. Amit, which is the like kind of show Amit. Amit was like this like dog looking creature thing with um, like the head of an alligator and uh, like a hippopotamus, like there's back at or least, something like that. There's at least five. Yeah, it was, what is it? I I had to read about this because I didn't know what it was. Um, the Devourer of the Dead, that's what it is. And so the creature oh, wow. that uh, apparently attacks and stuff like that is part of that, you know, the story and the mythology and all that behind it. So, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen some of the promo shots of what's coming in some of the other episodes, and it looks like at some point we're going to get, like, more of the Egyptian deities represented inside of Moon Knight to the point where, like, he's probably going to have this, like, crazy showdown with all of them as moon knight you know like it's it feels like it's like the one like like the one deity that's rebelling against all the other deities and so you know trying to make sure that they don't overtake the i don't know i'm like making this up in my (laughs) head because i'm trying to like put piece it all together but it's weird it's awesome yes i yeah (laughs) i i don't understand it and i'm so happy that i don't right now yeah, Same. it's all good. I had a question, and I asked Jerry this. Did anyone notice how these uh, shows are becoming more intense? And we're starting with Wanda, going with uh, Loki, and now this. And this just, I was just thinking, I'm like, hey, this is getting crazy. I don't know if Doctor Strange is going to be crazy like do you feel like it's gonna be even more intense i think so it's yeah yeah it's it's i mean just with the bigger screen and the bigger budget it's you you would think so and it's it's going to be at least more uh dazzling and more uh like of a spectacle even if it's not as like i guess gory or um intense in other ways you know they could be you know similarly intense but in different ways too in um because they're they're not how shall i put it um i don't think they're on the same wavelength the, these two stories um 
as uh like just how they're told and and what they're uh going for so they're probably you know they're just two different things to compare um so that i don't know where i'm going with this no i i, I do understand <laughs> you what you're saying, know, you know what i mean like i, yeah, I got okay. you I did. No, I completely got you. <laughs> My thought ran out. It just kind of poofed away. No, no, no. What you're saying actually makes a lot of sense because when you think about what's coming in Multiverse of Madness, there are infinite amounts of worlds that are going to be clashing into each other, right? And so one thing that we've always known about the MCU is that it's always been rooted in some kind of alien beings and some kind of like purple dude that wants to, you know, rule the universe. And, you know, so we've always known that it was these like alien beings. And so now, like I was talking about earlier, we've kind of shifted into this like, like religious belief system where now Moon Knight feels like it's more rooted in the real world, right? Mm-hmm. More than a, a lot right. of the other shows. Like this one's kind of rooted in the real world and it's going to clash into the multiverse in a way where more of these stories and origins and uh, like timelines of what people believe in their own belief systems are going to begin to clash with each other after Multiverse of Madness. And so the spectacle that you're talking about, I think, is going to come in a way where Endgame, like Infinity War and Endgame, was a spectacle in itself because it was the culmination of the last 10 years of the MCU. Multiverse of Madness is really the crowning moment of the beginning of the next phase. Like Spider-Man kind of plays into that, but... This is really what's kicking everything off for the next phase because new characters are going to come from this. New storylines are coming from this. New worlds are coming from this. If everything that we're hearing about the the X-Men coming, Fantastic Four coming, uh, you know, it, it's it's spawning an entire new set of stories and worlds that we're going to begin to explore because of what Peter did. And I guess some would argue that it was No Way Home, and it was the Spider-Man movie that did that. But I think in the Marvel universe, like Spider-Man plays a role, but it's not fully, fully part of it because Sony kind of owns it. So they have to mm-hmm. kind of take ownership and say that it's really the multiverse that it's, the multiverse of madness that's going to kick it off. So, right. like, I get what you're saying. Like this, like this film is going to take everything that we've seen. And now it's going to exponentially grow all the stories. And now, just like we saw with What If, we're getting a new season of What If, and we're going to get more stories. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, before we you know end this conversation, I don't know where we're going, but Moon Knight is uh, now appearing in Avengers Campus right. as well. Right. Yeah. So there's going to be like tons of stuff. Like the day of, they're like, boom, here he is. I think that's going to be the trend going forward, that they're going to have right. – you know, that stuff ready to go, and, you know, mm-hmm. as soon as something launches, that character is going to be a part of Avengers Campus, which is super cool, I think. So, um, all right, well, one last cool story. I know you guys love it when I talk about TikTok stuff that I saw, but cool. considering that we're just talking about Avengers, we're talking about Moon Knight, um, you know, I was scrolling through TikTok for you, page, and uh, this guy that I've seen before who was creating uh, different 3D models, like different helmets and stuff like that. He's like, he does such a really great job with a lot of these like Marvel specific like helmets and stuff, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in a recent announcement, just a couple days ago before we're recording this, I saw him post a video saying that he like he did he did such a good job that Marvel reached out to him on TikTok and they said, "Hey, we love what you're doing. How would you like to do this for us full time?" TikTok. Wow. <laughs> can it be a waste of time? Yeah, absolutely. But can it also be a really great way to elevate your career if you're really good at something, if you're passionate about something? You know, we talked about the artist last week, you know, with the keyblades and all that stuff. Like, I, I love that. I hope that becomes something. We recently talked about the artist up in uh, Northern California who is drawing things outside of Pixar. And we hope that that leads to a job at Pixar as an animator. But when you see stories like this, where again, if you're passionate about something, you're good at what you're doing, and then you're offered a job doing something you love, man, that is the dream. And that is. I wish I remembered his name. I don't have it off the top of my head. I'm going to find it. I'll put the video in the blog post for the episode, podcasters.com slash 407. Uh, if they're on Instagram, I'll just repost it in our Instagram story so that you could see it. But uh, I don't know. Like I saw the announcement and I was overjoyed for him. You know, <laughs> like he's so good at what he does that I was just super happy for him. So there it is, kids. You believe in something, work hard, get super good at it, and then your dreams will eventually come true. You'll do something that you love. And when you do something that you love, it's not work. I know that's super cliche to the adults listening, but it's true. If you're doing something that you love, it's not work. You enjoy it. Yep, yep, yep. Any final yep. words uh, aside from that before we wrap up today? New episode of Quizzy Land this week. Woo! Preview? Yeah, yeah. Preview? We're talking uh, ESPN. We got some ESPN Ooh. information. We're talking, oh, John Ratzenberger. Um, Annette Funicello. Annette Funicello? Yeah. And <laughs> um, uh, something that happened during the year of a million dreams. So, oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. So, you know, but and stay, stay, yeah, stay, stay. Uh, after the credits because uh, um, I did a weird thing and I thought the episode was going to be short, but it's going to be extra long because there's stuff after the credits. So yeah, stick around after the credits and get some extra stuff for. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. There you go. Good tease. Fun stuff. Episode of Quizneyland. If you're not signed up for our podcast feed, then now's a good time because not only do you get Podcasters, but you also get Quizneyland. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Coming to theaters this Christmas, Santa L. Jackson. Papa's (laughs) got a brand new bag. <laughs> Part of the Podcateers Network.